0: Ben
1: Paul Goody. Hey. What's happening?
0: Uh, not much. I, I'm thinking that if people took a still from every single video appearance that I have for the podcast, it would seemed like I was slowly turning into a werewolf. I've got, uh, <laughs> got much more hair now. The glasses really anchor it, but let me show you this. I think you can see it. Uh, for those of you listening to the podcast, I apologize. Um, so I've got a beard, right? And yeah. then there's this part, which is like a chin. Like the beard
1: well, it is a chin. Well, it is coming from your chin.
0: Yeah, it's just that there's a separation from, from the underneath to the chin. I don't, I don't know how to. How you don't to like the,
1: you don't like how it's sort of a a lighter color than the rest of your beard hair. Well, no, it's it's not the, it's not the lighter
0: color. It's I and I've been messing with it, so maybe you can't see. Oh, it's the but, shape. But it's the shape. Like, there's my chin right here, right? Yeah. And then there's the extra hair, ah.
1: and the extra
0: hair like is underneath the chin. Maybe. I mean, because I want to have a long beard, but I also want it to be, like, you know, en masse. Right. Not, like, two separate beards.
1: I got two beards. I got two beards! Um, How's it going, Ben? Good. I am uh, i don't know if you can tell. Uh, maybe you can. I'm wearing my heavy jacket and fingerless gloves. Is it gloves. cold in the theater? It is cold! I actually had. So here's something that's happening today. I had the heat going for about an hour and a half to warm the place up um, because l- when we're done podcasting, in about a half an hour, there's going to be an event here where there's going to be a nude model. It is a. Oh,
0: I heard about this.
1: Yes, it is a figure drawing class, and there's going to be a nude model, and I just feel so bad for whoever that is that it's like 45 degrees in the building. So can <laughs> so I been, ask, I've been running is the this heat. something...
0: It seemed like this was this isn't a rental. This is a thing that Annex has decided to start doing.
1: Catherine is spearheading this. Uh I don't it's somebody that she knows and so uh that's all I know. Like there's a whole this is a, setup. I, I feel here. like this
0: is a good idea. Because and, and I'm serious about this. When I was taking art classes, right, one of the things that we had to do was nude figure drawing. Yeah. And of course because I'm who I am uh, I drew myself nude
1: <laughs>
0: because I thought that was funny So boy it's so nude do, figure drawing in two different ways
1: So you had a So I had uh, a mirror. You had but did, did was, you have a class where you had a nude model come in to we model did. nude
0: yeah. And and but one of the, yeah because one of the things that was happening was that no one was cuz the the thing that the the art teacher said was, ask your friends if if they can if they will model for you. Um, you know, most people actually, you know, will consider it. Uh, usually, they will determine that it's flattering. You know, even if they say no, um, you'll be surprised. This is this is again what he said. You'll be surprised um, how much more open people are to it than you might think. Yeah. And, of course, no one in the class, uh, but, you know, that was the other thing, is that my, my way of doing it kept me from having to ask anybody, you know. Um, right. At that time, I was living at my parents' house, also, which is like, do you want to come to my to my mom and dad's place across the street from the church
1: <laughs> and... I, oh wait! a so one of those... I see. So it was put up to each individual student to find their own noon model. At first, yes. And then,
0: <clears throat> after we failed, because he was like, "Okay, the, so you drew this from a magazine. It's very obvious, right?" And he ta- he talked about, you know, this is foreshortened here and stuff like that. This is a camera angle, not an art thing. Um, he then wow. sort of said. Okay, I guess I guess I'll get the nude model for you, (laughs) and then he brought the nude model to the class. Yeah, and I think part of it—I don't think that he was doing this to be like mean exactly, but he wanted to show us, you know, that that, that—and this is of course apropos to everything that you know I I talk about in every single podcast now—that there's a difference between people who do art. And people who don't do art. And I think... I I, I feel like you and I... Uh, making making it more about the podcast... And about our... I think you and I... Sometimes forget... Because we were so free and easy... With, with what we were doing eventually... You know... Annex gave us a, a, a lot of space to explore. They, they let us do whatever we wanted to. Um, and I think we sometimes forget... Like when I was making not making fun of but making light sort of of the people who you know put on a play for the first time and everything that they're excited about like that they found a place that will rent them space it's like these places want to rent you space right you you really have to try hard in order for the space to go no i don't think so
1: we don't want your money
0: um but we you and i are are so used to being looked at and thought of as weird or, you know, people not enjoying <laughs> what it is that we're doing, you know, that sort of thing. There's a freedom there that if you'd said to someone, hey, look, you've got five minutes to do whatever you want to on a stage, pick something, they would have a hard time doing it. A much harder time yeah. than we would. We would still have a hard time doing it. I mean, well, we always did. Every I single mean, time yeah, we-
1: I mean, I think... I- that sort of, um, I don't want to call it an inability to come up with something, but sort of maybe uh, a growing reluctance to put any effort into it, I think showed, which is why Brett started giving us assignments.
0: <laughs> that is a good. Well, okay, and, and serious, this is inside baseball, but Brett started giving us assignments because he saw the five obstructions by Lars von Trier and wanted to do that in his own life. This is a true story. <laughs> really I mean, I'm, I mean I'm serious we saw that film and immediately afterwards he started giving us stuff to do
1: I've never seen but, that film was I I don't I wasn't there
0: no you weren't uh, it was yeah. good it was good I recommend it it's one of my favorite like oh this is how to be creative sort of things and and what I mean by that is this um I feel like the film showed and when in Brent giving us those things to do because I mean here's the thing I am not ignoring the fact that we were kind of phoning it in sometimes, right? This is why he introduced this, but this is but the five instructions is where he got the idea. Um, basically, the movie is this. Lars von Trier has another friend of his who's also a filmmaker, and he sort of bets him to remake the short film that he made, but he gives him five things that he can't do. And they're... They do it a couple of times or a few times, so I don't remember which one it was. But one of them, like no shot can be longer than five seconds, that kind of thing. It's so so they remake these films uh, with these obstructions, and they and they're forced by the by the limitations to be creative. Yeah, that was kind of the thing, and that's what Brett decided to do with us. So so he would give us it has to be. You know, it can't be music, and you have to include this. Right. It has to have like a, a. I think the first was the first one that we did. Oh, this is crazy. Me maybe remembering this was the first one we did with his new kind of assignments. The um, the lobotomy guy. I think it might
1: have been. It like was you
0: couldn't use words, and it had to.
1: No, I mean we did. It was either that, which was more of a clown piece than anything, or yep. it was the silent theater piece that had the poison Lotzi.
0: Ah, yes.
1: With Pamela. It was one of those two. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: But, but those were those were near, you know, during that time. And then it got looser again. Yeah. And sometimes you just go, I need music, or whatever. <laughs> um. it got,
1: yeah, it got... I think he, he kind of fell back on spectacle if he didn't have anything yeah. for us to do.
0: But spectacle is one of our favorite things.
1: Cause it and, and it's very broad. Was, I mean, it's, yeah, it's yeah. sort of like kind but, of what we were so doing anyway.
0: The main, thing, the main thing being anyone could get up on a stage and do something for five minutes. I mean, they could. Whether it would be entertaining, how much thought they would put into all that, you know, who knows.
1: Well, I mean, that was the um, nice thing about sixty seconds max is, you, if even if it wasn't entertaining, like it was the, it was sort of like a whole evening of Goody Lawrence performances because people just got yep. up and did crazy stuff, and r- regardless of whatever it was, it was over it in a the minute. Birthday cake thing.
0: There was some sort of, I think it was like a nude birthday cake or something weird. Like Christina Mastin? Them.
1: Maybe. I don't know. I wanna say I wanna say that she did something that involved nudity or or maybe I'm thinking of like a classic uh annex that she did a long time ago and I'm conflating the two. Um but yeah, I missed that piece. I was actually off in the back. No. Doing you something. I, you
0: and I were doing something. We yeah. both missed it. I, think it. I think it might have been that we were on, like... We might have been rehearsing.
1: Afterwards. But, yeah, I remember just just the uh, the audience went wild.
0: Yeah, we just walked in in the audience, you know, uh, and it was like... Uh, and I remember, I, I thought that I saw a glimpse of a cake. That's all I remember.
1: Yeah. Anyway. Anyway.
0: The, the whole thing, Ben... We're getting, we're getting back into it. We're doing more, we're doing more stuff. More people very, very upset about the, um, the training thing that we talked about a little bit. And I have, I've got a thought that I will share with you.
1: Is this about is the, uh, the Facebook thing?
0: What's the Facebook thing? Tell me that.
1: So Lenza, you've heard of Lenza, this AI. Oh yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. This is this is sort of about that. Okay. Yeah, I didn't know that Facebook was. Does Facebook own it or where? where does no, it? no, no.
1: People are using it to create um, profile pictures Avotars. of themselves, and yeah. uh, and so some people are using it, and other people are like, "This is stealing art. Don't do this."
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So of course, <coughs> this is from from uh, I don't know how to pronounce it, L A I O N five B, where my stuff is. And, and I, I really feel as though, like the, I mean, I get, I, I totally get the idea. Did I tell you about the piano thing? Somebody, somebody was like, well, you know, people only treat artists this bad. No one, no one does this to musicians. <laughs> um, you know, and I, and so I looked into... The data for, for Muse, the OpenAI's, I think it's like Muse, it's called Muse something, OpenAI's music version of, Okay. you know, an art generator, but for music. It does MIDI stuff, right? Yeah. And one of the things that they use for the data is from this e-piano competition that happens, uh... It's been running for 10 years. People play, the virtuoso pianists play on these electronic pianos and they record their their key input. How fast they play, how loud they play, you know, on the keys and all that. You know how MIDI works. Yeah, Um, yeah. It doesn't just record the notes, it records a whole bunch of other information. And so they have 200 hours of these people playing and that was part of what was used for this Muse thing. Now, the people who were saying that that the the database going so, so not the database i'm sorry the data set which is, consists of a url right where where the art is openly accessible on the internet the art is here and keywords that like describe stuff that's in the art that's what the that's what the data set is the people who say that this is stealing from the people because they should have been asked you know they had they had no right to to use this data. Um, they should have been asked before they opt in. Um, we're talking five billion images without attribution in the link itself. There's nowhere to know who who did this thing. You know who who uploaded this image? Where is it from? All that. So in order for that company to find it. Uh, the overhead would be crazy. You'd have to, you know, find every single person, ask them, is this okay? Um, Can't do it, right? So this is the thing. It's a too-big-to-fail problem. Either we have it with the no attribution, no asking, or we don't have it. That's that's the thing. And I've decided that I like the fact that we have it. Is it ethical or moral? Um, I feel better about it because I'm also in there, so it's, it's kind of like I'm making the decision, and, and people, people can and will, friends of mine, are mad. They don't like this stance that I have that, that yeah, I think it's okay because, because it's too difficult to do it without doing it in a way that this person who I'm talking to believes is unethical, right? Right? It has to be unethical in order for it to exist. It has to be unethical by that metric. And my only point was that the the MuseNet data, same thing. In order for them to use that and be ethical, if you're going to be samezies with the L A I O N stuff, you would have to go to each of those virtuoso pianists who played on the thing, saying, "Hey, by the way, you you." Gave your your performance to these people. They're using it in a database. I'm going to be using that database for my project. Is it okay with you, individual person who's collected that I use this information? And again, the doing it would be untenable. And so the people say this is bad. It's unethical. I don't want you to do this. Don't use this. Um, don't use this thing to make your Facebook avatar. Uh, if you do, you're dead to me. I won't let you do any art commissions with me or whatever. Yeah. Right? So, the way this works and, and what day is it today? It's the, okay. December, December 8th,
1: 2022.
0: 2022. Uh, record. Paul Goody saying this. If we make it so that training data needs to have permission from the person who generated whatever that data is—a uh, song that you played, a play that you wrote, a style of, that of
1: art that you predominantly use—style
0: exactly. of art cannot be copywritten, By the way, that's a, a correct. Whole but that's the issue.
1: That's the issue here. Yeah. Oh. At we'll, least we'll with the, into, at least with the lens of Facebook yeah. avatar generator
0: we'll we'll get into that in just a second but but let's just say for right now right the issue isn't that you're using my style right let's say let's say the the number one and what i think is actually a legitimate gripe that i think people can have you lenza used my image to train your data and you're benefiting from that training therefore i have contributed something to your success yeah. right you can say that and you and I deserve compensation. How much compensation that is, whatever, I don't know. You can totally say that. They, maybe there is a lawsuit. You know, the, the you know, as example, the, the co-pilot thing, if it goes through, it'll pave the way for another lawsuit. Maybe someone will say, yes, people in this need to be paid, and I might get, you know, four cents or whatever from some company because they use my art. Possible. The thing that will happen though, and this is what I want to go on record as saying, the thing that will happen is these data sets won't be usable, they'll go away. Who does have a whole bunch of images that they already own the copyright to? Getty Images, Disney, those places now will have data training sets and they will say to the mid journeys out there, partner with us. Partner with us and then you can use our data set but we get to call your product this, that, or the other. Right now, Midjourney wouldn't do it, the way that the founder is speaking and all that. But they might be forced to. Uh, you know, If you still want to explore this space like you want to, you have to play ball with the people that own the images now. Because individual people signing up and saying, yeah, I'm OK with this, will move too slow, I think, for there to be a legitimate uh, bunch of images. So but it's
1: the corporations with the power and the money that ho- that are going to be holding yep. the yeah. You know, they will end the up strings. holding the
0: first string or the or the 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 key to the kingdom. Yeah. And Artists still won't get paid, and that's why that's and that's <laughs> the only reason. If you're an artist listening to this and you're mad at me shaking your tail, that's the only reason why I'm against it is because I think that this is that this fervor of this is unethical. These things need to go away. Is actually a power play. By Getty Images, for example, uh, has said that they aren't going to to allow AI images on their platform because. And they they when they said this, they did a press release. They're like because it's not. There are some questions about whether or not it's ethical. Once the playing field gets lowered to where you have to have copyright of all this stuff, they're going to get into it and they're going to say okay. Uh, sign up now for Getty data and you can get all of our images in your data set and it'll look pretty and it'll be great. That's my guess. I mean, one of the problems with MidJourney, you know, that MidJourney is having, and they've mentioned this before, um, there are JPEG artifacts in in the images that it outputs. There are watermarks. There are things like that because, you know, of the training data that they used. And, you know, that's...
1: So the training data thinks that certain pictures of trains have Getty images watermarked across right. the front?
0: Right. They're like, ah, like, oh, this is a picture of a train. And just like these ten other pictures of a train I saw, the word Getty is right here. So a picture of a train's got to have that there. Or Shutterstock
1: or Alami or, a or yep. whoever.
0: Exactly. <laughs> or, you know, it, this is the other thing is it's been, uh, sometimes it tries to create signatures. Like, oh, this is what a signature looks like. Um, there are some images that you get that have a reflection of a screen in them because somebody took a picture off of a screen and then that got uploaded in. So you know that sort of it's it's very interesting. Now, all the different
1: yeah, that's that's an interesting loophole in terms of uh, images uh, co- I- copyrights of images. I don't know yeah. if this still exists as a uh, a copyright. Uh, loophole these days, but long time ago when I was actually learning editing and filmmaking, I was following uh, back then they weren't called YouTubers because YouTube didn't exist, but it was right. a, a content creator who made a video and the only way he was able to show he wanted to show like a clip from a movie and right. he couldn't actually like snip the clip from an mp4 and put it in his video. The way he right. got around it and he seemed very very sure of this was a very legal way was he videotaped Uh-oh. now man my man frozen my, yeah okay. i just noticed so that so he was
0: very sure of this is that's where you ended yeah he I was mean. very
1: sure of this this law that he was, was circumventing uh he videotaped his tv that was playing the movie and legally that's what he could show in his video now he wow. did it very well it looked great you wouldn't be able to tell he we well, I only know he did that because he explained his process and why he had to do that. Right. And right. so, taking a picture of a picture and using the picture of the picture as a trade as trading data is interesting. Can can that co- can well, that the con- can the creator yeah. of the original picture now claim that it's a copyright infringement? Probably. Is
0: Somebody in the room with you, Ben? Oh God. Oh. Okay. <laughs> um, so that's the beginning uh, of a the horror I movie said, right I thought there. Another no, no,
1: theater's empty. Are you hearing things?
0: Um, so, I, I I heard. I think I heard an echo of you when you turned your head. And so okay. so so
1: the nobody better be in here. <laughs> yeah. No, no.
0: No. I think you're fine. <laughs> and then the so lights I, go out. So that's the, why my internet crashed. Oh no! Yeah. Yeah. So so what this means uh, is that you've got. You've got people that are coming in saying, you know, I'm not going to use this, That or or this is this is unethical, I'm not going to use this. And here's this is the second part that we wanted to bring in, right? People are, they say, because someone can come in and say, uh, give me an MC Escher. Well, no, the, they'll say, give me a, I, I'm thinking of someone, uh, a Johan Vasquez. How do you say the guy who did Invader Zim? Is it just John Vasquez? I have no um, idea. Oh, gosh. Sorry, everybody. Um, uh, okay, we'll say um, Bill Watterson, right? Calvin and Hobbs. So you can go into uh, Mid jury and say um, Han Solo and Chewbacca on the Millennium Falcon <laughs> in the style of Bill Watterson.
1: Which right? I've seen.
0: And, and one of the outputs. Might be, uh, you know, Han and Chewie going down the hill in the wagon, but the wagon is the size of the Millennium Falcon, or whatever, right? And then someone says, well, that's, you're, you're ripping off Bill Watterson, that's his style, you can't do that. Right. And the... Oh, that, that's, you're, you're, you're violating his copyright. And the thing is that that is a really weird area. Right now, there have been times where um, if the thing looks like the thing, but it's not the thing, right? Sometimes you can get away with not doing it. So as an example, let's say I giraffe an elephant, right? Uh, you've seen it giraffe and elephant are friends you know my my two cartoon characters and let's say that you Ben Lawrence make tiger and buffalo and it's a tiger and a buffalo and tiger looks like giraffe and buffalo looks like elephant you know a clear a clear you know parody of my guys right If I wanted to sue you, it would cost me a lot of money. It would cost you a lot of money. And so normally, one of two things happens. If I don't like what you're doing, right? I say, yo, Ben, cut it out. Take this down. Um, If I like what you're doing, I just leave you alone. But here's the thing. If you, Ben Lawrence, say to me hey, Paul, I just made Buffalo and Tiger, and I think it's pretty funny. What do you think? Can I keep doing it? Question mark. I have to tell you no. I have to say no, you can't do that. Because otherwise, I'm not showing that I'm willing to protect my copyright.
1: Or, I will let you license the characters, and I get 70% of all proceeds.
0: I mean, yeah, yeah, if we want to actually do a legal thing and a money thing, that's a so, sorry. But in some of these cases, people aren't making money off of it.
1: But it's also, this isn't, the c- creators aren't actually directly involved as far as I can tell. As, you know, we, we have, like, if somebody did, you know, Calvin and Hobbes as Han and Chewy, that's very clearly yeah. Calvin and Hobbes. But if they did two other things in the style of Bill Watterson, it gets a, in a gray area. But when we we're talking about the output of, these Facebook avatars, like, in the style of Lisa Frank. Lisa Frank's not thrown a fit on Facebook. It's everybody else who is, like, upset on behalf of.
0: Yes. Upset on behalf of is a big deal. There are lots of people who I argue with nicely. On, <laughs> uh, and, and it's not that I'm arguing with them. I'm contradicting their statement. I'm saying... Well, I actually am one of these people, and I, I would prefer it if LAI on 5B continues to exist, because I like doing AI art stuff.
1: Do you find you're an exception to the rule here?
0: Um, In general, I, and okay, this podcast doesn't get listened to by many people, and so I'm you know uh, <laughs> by zero people to at say the moment something that may make people mad if they hear it uh-oh in general the people who are mad about this aren't people who are making money doing art professionally they're people who want to make money doing art professionally in general or who are making a little bit of money professionally like, I'll give you... Uh, I am i haven't like, talked... Here's the thing. For those of you who don't know, who, li- or who listen to the podcast, my birth father uh, is an artist in Chicago. He does, like, gallery shows and has worked for, like... He did... I, I think I can say this. He did murals for Kraft for their offices. He like, did a big thing of Kraft mac and cheese and stuff like that. Um, and... Paint. Paint on canvas. Paint. stuff. No one is making an AI that does paint on canvas. Right? And the people that buy stuff from him Yeah, exactly. The people that buy stuff from him buy stuff from him, not just because they like how his art works, but because his, or like how his art looks, they like him and they like that they own something that he does. I'll I'll give you a a, think of the cakewalk right, at Annex, right? Are you, are you paying, or a bake sale, say, for a kid's school, are you paying $5 for those cookies because you think that they're worth $5? Are you paying it because you like the kids and you want to support the kids, and so you're, you're buying the, the thing? The same thing with any, any, again, any Annex fundraiser. And people will say, well, this isn't fundraising, this is, you know, a business. Art is not respected enough, period. No artist is making as much money as they need to survive, except for a a small few. Most of the people that you know who are famous artists, who are good at their jobs and all that, aren't making most of their money off of art. They've got some other thing, either family money or a side gig or whatever. There are exceptions to the rule, Granted, but wouldn't you say, Ben? In general, the people that we
1: know—people that like I know personally—yeah, yeah. Yeah, No, you're you're right. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna make a broad statement saying people don't make money off of art. I used to work in the art world. People make a lot of money off of art, right? So right, but what I'm saying is that I don't know what it takes to get there, though.
0: The people who are concerned about this stuff. Like, okay, I'll give you an example. Yeah, it just at, and can we can we say the name of the founder or can we not say the name of the founder?
1: No, you can say his name.
0: Okay, so Ben used to work for Paul Allen.
1: What well, that founder? Oh. I thought you were talking about Ray Kroc, the founder of McDonald's. <laughs> no, no. no, but but and and one of the things that he had, did you
0: did you do stuff with the with his um with his movie special effects prop stuff? Was that yeah. part of your department?
1: Yeah, I. So, I, so yeah, I did.
0: So he had. Uh, for those of you who don't know, there is a science fiction museum in Seattle. Is it still there, by the way?
1: It's called MoPop these days.
0: Yeah, um, so there's there's a bunch of stuff there, and if you look, a lot of the exhibits say, you know, on loan from the Allen Foundation or something like that. Because he had so much stuff that. He did a cool thing, which I, I I think it's a cool thing, right?
1: I mean, we could, yeah, we could. There's a whole podcast about what became of the Jimi Hendrix Experience Museum, but uh, yeah, all the all the art. I'm not gonna say all the art. I don't know. It's been 20 years, but, but when I worked there, instead of
0: keeping it in a basement somewhere or whatever, yeah. he actually put it out there, let people go around and see it.
1: Well, I mean, for that stuff specifically, there was an article in the New York Times that came out. AJ sent me a link to it, but I don't subscribe, so I couldn't read it. Also, New York Times uh, writers are striking today, so you shouldn't go to the website anyway. Oh, uh, At least today. But they are – the Paul Allen estate is actually selling all of the art. Probably a lot of the art that I bought that – the public never got to see either because it was on one of his private, in one of his private re- residences, or one of his yachts, or, and this was true for probably eighty percent of his collection in storage.
0: Okay, so, so a very question, small then.
1: amount of his art was actually publicly available.
0: Uh, one of the things that you did, if I'm if I'm not cor- if I'm not mistaken, you're not correct. <laughs> you you would coordinate the transportation and display of this art in different venues. Is there a specific piece that you remember um, for whatever reason? Like a, like there was a problem with it or whatever? Like, like you would know the name of it and the artist out of all the pieces you ever dealt with?
1: Not, no. There's no specific piece of art. The only, there is only one... Um, artifact that I dealt with that um, became a pain in the ass, which was the uh, spinner car from from Blade Runner, which was in display which is on display. Yeah, so Paul Allen, the Paul Allen Company, bought us a, a, a legit spinner car from Jesus. the movie production. I'm sorry,
0: uh, yeah, sorry folks for sort of and swearing for blaspheming.
1: We, so but and we I, sent it to this I'm a, guy. I'm a big Blade Runner fan. We sent it to Sorry. this guy in LA whose name I don't know and even if I knew his name I I, I wouldn't right. say it. Sure. Um, but he was a he was a pretty well-known um restorer. And so we hired him to restore this cuz it was in pretty bad shape. So we yep. hired him to restore it to its, you know, movie 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 glory and I was responsible for paying him. And at that time, our company was going through, like, severe austerity measures, and it was so hard to get invoices paid. And gotcha. I did everything I could to get a checkout to this guy, and it just wasn't happening. And I had to field a number of angry phone calls from him. Wow. Was the work already done? Was the Yeah, car, yeah. Was the
0: was the car in the lot waiting to be picked up? Or... I don't
1: remember that. It eventually, I mean, I think I finally went to, like, my boss and said, look, we have to get this guy paid today. Yeah. Um, because whatever, I'm tired of him yelling at me on the phone. And uh, But it's, it, I was there at, I think it was the EMP at the time when they installed it. So I saw them with the, you know lift the car up on a crane and they attached it to the, to the ceiling.
0: Very cool. Um, the the I guess the point is let's say let's say for example that he has Paul Allen has just pick a famous painting he has a, a copy of Magritte's um, apple with the guy with the apple in front of his yeah. face yeah I know exactly right? what you're talking about right yeah, yeah 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 so so let's say that he says um, I love this painting of this guy with the, this apple in front of his face and somebody says well well for for twenty dollars. I'll sell you a print of something that looks just like this, except it's a red apple, and the guy isn't wearing a bowler hat, he's wearing a cowboy hat. Is Paul Allen gonna go, oh, well, gosh, I was gonna spend a lot of money on this McCree painting, but instead, I can get this apple cowboy hat cheaper and faster. I think happen?
1: I see I think I see your point Paul and no that is not going to happen.
0: There are a bunch of people on both sides, both sides of this argument Ben who seem to think very that good people, people on both sides. People who buy art are you know dumb and trashy. And I think that the reason that they think this is because they deal with People that they don't like... And this is the only way I can say it. People aren't afraid of artists... having the, The artists aren't afraid of... AI art... Being faster or better than what they do. What they're afraid of is that they work... They get paid by people... That they don't like or respect. Because... They're like, this guy... This guy over here, this jerk who buys my paintings, is going to drop me in a second as soon as there's AI work that's as good as the stuff that I'm giving him.
1: Oh, that's. I mean, yeah, that's the sentiment. It's the but it's the lifespan of an artist, right? You don't come out of the gate with name recognition, which is where a lot of the high-dollar pieces of art comes, which is what you're talking about, the the Magritte, whatever. You know, people don't people don't. Spend top dollar for that painting because they think it's good. They pay. They buy it because it's a Magritte. Because it's a Magritte painting.
0: Yeah. And so, what my and and this this is depressing to some people when I say it, but I don't. Maybe that maybe true. that Magritte
1: painting speaks to somebody in some way. I'm not I'm not dissing it at all.
0: Just as someone who spends a lot of time, uh, you know, learning how to play the violin becomes a virtuoso. And then sees a member of a boy band that lip syncs doesn't even sing their own stuff. I'm, I'm not accusing any specific boy band. I'm just saying that there, there have been bands, you know about them as well. Maybe not necessarily boy band. Okay, I'll say it. Millie Vanilli. Millie Vanilli was famous, people made money, and they weren't singing their own stuff. Correct. Right? Um, and a musician watching that would go, ah, right. In this moment, Ben, in this moment, I think that what an apt metaphor, lip syncing and AI art. This is actually good. I don't think that anyone's ever mentioned this before there. There was a thing called putting on the hits. Do you, did you ever see this when you were uh, a kid?
1: Was it a TV show?
0: It was a TV show. It was a competition where people would lip sync for money, the chance to win a cash prize.
1: I don't remember that. I do remember an MTV show where people had to lip sync in as a competition.
0: Yeah, it's very similar, most likely. Um, and and you know, uh, what was that show? The, the the basic thing is is that. The lip-syncer is still doing stuff. They're still out there. They're dancing and stuff like that. But there's this weird feeling of like, okay, they're singing, but they aren't, right? That sort of thing. That is, that is actually an apt metaphor. But this is the, this is the point. A lip-syncer can still get famous. A lip-syncer can still have money. People asking, someone playing air guitar, Ben. The air guitar championships. I keep on getting spam about it asking me to go and see it. Yeah, I don't remember how this happened. I think you and I spoke to someone at a bar or something, and they were doing it, and I gave them my email address, and now I still get their Uh, stuff. Oh, that's
1: a rookie move.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, hey, like you were saying, the the journey of an artist. Sure, you can have my email address, and now I don't know if I want to give you my name.
1: Is it the air guitarist or the lip synker that uh, the musician or the singer uh, feels threatened by, or is it the uh, like this the, is the, is it the computer that, generated? You,
0: this is the thing, in my opinion. Right, um, it is the exact same thing as oh 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 another like, good example. Uh, you are a live I, band,
1: right? Yeah, you, drummers you you, drummers aren't threatened by a drum machine.
0: Right. Exactly. Um, but, uh, so King Missile. Are you familiar with the band King Missile? They did uh, Detachable Penis uh, was one of their hits.
1: I believe I saw that on the Dr. Demento show, yes.
0: They played uh, at the Blue Note in Columbia, Missouri. Uh, but there was another thing called Dance Party that was on right after that, where, the, where there was a DJ who just played music and then people danced to it. Yeah. And the people that thought that it was going to be dance party that night, and maybe it was later, but they all showed up, and then King Missile was on stage, who was a good band and a and a well known, you know, pretty well known band, famous, um, and people were were booing and asking them to get off the stage because they wanted dance party to the point where John S. Hall, lead singer of King Missile, um, had the band play and then joined the people. Who were yelling for dance party and were yelled you there louder that night? for dance party? Yeah, I was there. I, was there <laughs> I sat on stage. They allowed me to sit on stage because I was. I, did they, you? I was. I I thought John S. Hall was awesome. And, did and you partake was. in the booing? Uh, no, of course not. No. I was uh, very much. Come on, you guys, stop it. No, I, I, I think it would be play. pretty
1: funny if you just sat on the edge of the stage and were like, boo. Keep going. Yeah, yeah. Boo. But. But the point, the point being, I think that that's what this is. Is,
0: is it's it's akin to a live band being concerned because a venue is doing karaoke night instead of live music night, and the venue is telling them that they're making more money doing karaoke night than they do with live music, so they're not going to have them there anymore. It's that sort of feel, like right. someone else is on my turf. I'm not going to be able to get my own. So people who do... Com- you know, like uh, for D&D, right? That's what I use a lot of my my generated stuff in for my home campaign. I generate pictures of places. I generate pictures of people. That sort of thing. And people are saying, Well, if you weren't doing that, then you could pay me and then I would get commission. To which I, of course, go, I wouldn't do that. i draw it myself. Yeah. Um, and I was drawing things myself. It's just that, I mean, one of one of the things that you can do is you can use images as a source for what's generated. I don't know if I've shown you. Yeah, we did that with the bear. The thing that we did with the bear, right? I drew the picture of the bear and then it, yeah, regenerate, yeah, yeah. And yep. it generated into <laughs> a, a better picture. You saw how it kind of followed it, right? So that's what I do is I draw it myself and then I run it through and and have a better picture of it. If I wasn't doing this, I would just use my original pictures. They wouldn't look as good, but they would still get the point across and it'd be fine. I wouldn't pay somebody, you know, a hundred bucks to draw the thing that I'm drawing better. And so that's the thing is that a lot of times the people that are complaining aren't the people making the money aren't the people with the established relationships with the the people who are paying them that are good, right? They're people who, who are thinking about the money that they're not going to make. Fantasy money, which may or may not exist. I mean, one of the larger uh, vocal compo- uh, proponents of, you know, this is theft and I hate it, um, I- I'm not going to name them or anything, but they... They are an art student. They are an art student taking art classes right now. And they're worried that when they get out, they won't be able to do anything. Uh, And the point somebody made is, well, if you learn how to use this tool, then you will be able to use it for your own projects. To which point they said, I do use it. To which point I said, wait, if you're using it and you think it's unethical, why are you using it? I mean, I'm using it because I think that, you know, training falls under fair use so I'm not morally conflicted you're saying that it's that it's bad and horrible and ruining your future livelihood why are you paying money to use this tool if you feel that way and they wrote no that thine I'm a hypocrite <laughs> Be, that's what they said they said I'm doing they they say, they say they said that they were a hypocrite that's why they do it and right. I'm like well yeah. at least you are a little bit of
1: self awareness yeah yeah. I mean, it sounds so, kind of like I mean, using using, and we've oh my god, we've talked about this so much, but using it yeah, as know, a tool just sounds like uh it's there's a apparently what is a uh, a falsehood in the manufacturing industry that robots are taking our jobs. Um robots are usually being used more and more and cobots and just automation is being used more and more in manufacturing. But they're not. But they're replacing the jobs that people didn't want, and those jobs are being replaced by higher-paying, more skilled labor to manage the robots. And so, if you imagine the robots being the AI art generators, you got the artist with the training who knows actually how to use the AI art generator. Right,
0: and and also can have the skills to fix problems that the AI have,
1: like giving somebody an extra finger, or right, you know, eye teeth, yeah. or whatever. And um, you know, AI art is, I don't think, like, again, I'm not in this world, I don't pay attention, the only thing I know about it is from you, uh, yeah. but I highly doubt AI art is ever going to replace actual human beings when c- needing to create very specific images.
0: Well, yeah, and I- if nothing else, right, the, the What would have to happen is the expectation of an editor would have to change that when they said, I want you to change this little piece, that yeah. the whole thing might change. If you get an editor who's like that, who says, I want the ball over here, and okay, the ball's over here, but now he's wearing a hat and suspenders instead he wasn't before. You know, if you're okay with that, then that's fine. But otherwise, yeah, think, you're
1: going to... I think that specificity is going to just... Come into play more often. I think you will get to the point where you can actually talk to this generator and say, I want the red ball on the left hand side. Ben there it I, goes.
0: I think we might have done this before, but if not, let's do this little exercise, right? Let's say that there is a an AI, right, that you can you can give it it. It, it figures out, uh, you just say, find me the time code for this. And it goes and it watches the entire video and finds you those time codes. Right? And then you say, I want you to I want you to cut out this chunk. Oh, at first it has time codes, but then you take it away, right? And all you have to do, all you have to type is say, find me that piece where he's talking about the golf ball and cut that part out. And then it'll do it. And the people will say, this is what the people say, it's going to put videographers out of a job because now everyone can do that. Right. Because anyone can say, cut out the part with the golf ball. What you know about your clients, if they were able to do that, put the video in and say, cut out the piece of the golf ball, do this, do this, would they sit down and do that or would they still have you do it? Just you would be using the AI to do that at that point. They'd still yep. hand the video editing off to you. It's just that you're now doing it with the AI instead of...
1: That would make my job so much easier.
0: Exactly. This is. But my question is, would they do that? Or would they go, well, now I'll just do the video myself because...
1: I mean, hopefully there would be some sort of aspect where you would need somebody trained in the operation itself. Uh, you know, ed- ed- editorial is more than just... Pushing buttons and moving well, scenes and, around. And
0: yeah, the point that you're making is exactly what I was going to say. And I was I was hoping that you would do this, but I'm going to feed you the line that I was hoping you'd oh, say. You tell Christ. me if it's right. <laughs> you tell me if it's right or not. Um, the people that you know that give you videos to edit give you videos to edit for two reasons. One is because they know that you can do a good job, and two is that they don't have the time to learn how to do videos. And make videos with all the other stuff they're doing. They're busy doing other stuff. Right. They're not going to make a video. Managing. Themselves. Exactly. So, so that's, that's sort of, in my opinion, the point is that, is that for a little while anyway, it's not going to take your editing job. right? Now, if somebody says, this is, the, this is the crazy thing. If somebody says, make me a video about golf, and that's it. It'll make you a video about golf. If you say "make me a video about golf," but if you used uh, that that chat, that new that new uh, chat thing that came out from OpenAI, I
1: have not.
0: There is a there's a thing that's kind of cool, which is um, Stephen uh, McCann,less friend of the show, has been showing me a lot of stuff with it, and what I can do is like I can say um, explain. Uh, ex- I'll just give you explain the concept of risk management while also breaking up with me because you don't want to get married. <laughs> and it will say, you know when, when we look at risks, risks have a likelihood and a consequence. The likelihood that I want to remain dating you is very low, and the consequence of that is that I am breaking up you know like it, it, can, it can do that sort of stuff. It's pretty yeah. fun. Uh, Who's, as uh, a brief, you, somebody as gone? a brief,
1: oh yeah, we got, uh, Drunk is with us and, hey, um,
0: Drunk. How's it going?
1: He, he says, I'm just here to inform the future viewers that we might all be speaking Russian in the future.
0: Oh, why? What happened?
1: I don't know. Uh, there is, oh. uh, the, the only big news that came out of Russia today, as far as I'm aware, is that, um, the U S arranged for WNBA star Brittany Griner to be released Oh, good. Uh, but in return, we gave uh, we gave Russia back uh, one of the most dangerous men in the world. He's a Russian arms dealer. Um,
0: uh, uh, but
1: also, uh, Druck wants to know, uh, or want you to wants you to know that Twitter has been going crazy with anime 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 AI generations. Have you heard about the anime AI generations on Twitter um, lately?
0: Actually, yeah, the the anime AI generation probably is from uh, Niji Journey, which is um, Midjourney's, Midjourney has put out an anime uh, generator AI. Uh, And it's uh, very good, apparently.
1: He's also uh, still amazed that I am sitting in an actual theater and this isn't just a background. And I don't know if you noticed, I I was like, hey, yeah, proving I'm in a theater. Look, we even have a bit of a set. Up there, so
0: exactly. So, so can can drunk elaborate cameras. on the speaking uh, Russian thing? I do want to yeah. Let us let us know what while, you're talking about, drunk. While you write that drunk, uh, I'm gonna remind remind you Ben of the joke that we wrote that we never fit into anything. If it weren't for me, you'd be speaking German right now. And then it cuts to uh, Ben with a with a German vocabulary book. <laughs> I gotta study for this test. <laughs> and I knock the book out of your head and say, "Come on, Ben, we got to get out of here." Yep.
1: Uh,
0: I love it. Um but yeah, I I do I do want to remind uh, our listeners that Ben and I grew up in a time when uh, simultaneous takeover of the United States by Russians and nuclear war with Russians were both somehow on the table. Like, we were supposed to be afraid of both of those things happening.
1: Yeah. I think, was it Red Dawn? Not Red Dawn. Red
0: Dawn, yeah. Red Dawn, but yeah. those were, uh... Weren't those guys from Korea that they were fighting? Like, North Koreans, maybe?
1: I want to say, maybe I'm thinking of the remake which made them Russians. Or oh, ma- I Oh, that think- might be. Or the remake were, or North. I think maybe the remake was North Koreans because when the remake came out, maybe we had a bit of a detente with, with Russia. Oh,
0: that could be. Yeah, yeah. And hey, so Jennifer. Like, what? Did you watch the original Red Dawn? Yes. Uh, who were the bad guys? Were Chinese. Th- they were Chinese? Hmm. <laughs> Wolverines. Wolverines <laughs> snicked. <laughs> uh, so, so,
1: yeah. All right, um, I'm getting better two, wearing f- these
0: glasses, by the way. I'm doing Paul this Goody, a lot, though.
1: For two points, uh, name the star of 1984's Red Dawn.
0: Ah, oh, jeez. I should know it, but I don't. All right, uh, here's John a, here's John Cusack. A, no, it's not John Cusack. Joan Cusack. No, not, can you imagine? He's I dead. can't do, Kevin. Uh, I'm on the podcast. Are you gonna, just, are
1: you you know, gonna eat any of the chicken thighs?
0: Uh, if you want to eat all the chicken thighs, no. I, can I deal mean, with. like,
1: are you like? She wants to take the chicken skins off and deep fry them. I mean, air fry them.
0: Uh, you can do that. That's fine. Yeah. Okay.
1: I'm gonna read you the IMDb synopsis of 1984's okay. Red Dawn. It was Patrick Swayze, by the way, but oh, it is Patrick the dawn. Swayze, right. It is the dawn of World War III. In the West Mountains of America, a group of teenagers band together to defend their town and their country from invading Soviet forces. Oh. So technically they weren't Russians, they were Soviets, but you get the point. Hey, good point. How many do you Man, I don't know.
0: I, I feel as though...
1: <laughs> Chicken thighs sound fire ASF. As oh, F. yeah.
0: So, so, so Betty uh, is taking the skins off of them and frying them up separately. Uh, so, uh. It, it's more healthy for me, which is fine, but I'm going to probably cover them in barbecue sauce and, and cook them a little bit longer.
1: So, here's a reason why um, we all might be speaking Russian soon. And I was kind of on the right track. Uh, the guy, and so I don't remember his name, it's like Victor Boda or something like that. Um, but he's this, you know, They're world's most dangerous arms dealer. Yeah. Uh, uh, he's the reason why Africa went from machete wars <laughs> to AK gunfights. Oh, okay. Draw your own parallels there. Or your own conclusions. And I'm going to look up who the baddies were in the new Red Dawn.
0: Uh, Jennifer? What? Uh, ben has a correction. They were the Soviets. Oh.
1: Okay. And in the uh, 2012 Red Dawn, they were North Korean. 2012, so
0: I was thinking of the wrong one.
1: So two points if you can name the star the Patrick Swayze role in the 2012 Red Dawn.
0: Okay, this is going to sound weird, but was it the guy who <laughs> plays Thor?
1: It is the guy who plays Thor. Hey,
0: <laughs> Chris, I did it. It's
1: Chris Hemsworth, yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Have you, Actually, have you seen it? Have you seen the new Red Dawn? No, I haven't. Did anybody? That's a question.
0: Uh, I'm sure somebody did.
1: Um, Taking the skin off, nah, bro. You got to take the skin off and cook them separate and eat them separate. Also, that's well. That's what.
0: That's exactly what's happening. But but I'm not eating them, uh, my kid. Please
1: don't them tell them. me them thigh skins going in the trash. No, Apparently no, no, they're very no, tasty. No 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 no
0: no <laughs> no. Yeah they are. Um, but but yeah, my kid gets dibs on them. I just uh,
1: do what I can. Of course, of course. Um,
0: all right, so, hey, Ben. we yes, Paul. We're getting up on that time. Got about three minutes left. Yeah, we, did a, we did a pretty good job uh, figuring out all this stuff. I think we solved... We solved, solved um, AI art controversies. We solved AI art. There we did. We did it. <laughs> pretty cool. Um, so, yeah, I'm trying to think. I, I really haven't been paying too much attention to the news in general. So, I don't know what's up. Oh, um... I got I got news also to tell you after the after the oh, break
1: after we stop after after we're clear. I was clear. just going
0: to tell you but I'm like, eh, I might as well wait." Oh.
1: See see what's up. Um, Drunk says that I, uh Nicolas Cage made a movie about this dude that we gave up for Britney Griner. There's a lot of controversy oh. around this whole thing anyway. A lot of people are like, "Why are we giving up Somebody who ha- just had like um, weed oil on their person for this very very dangerous person, and the other people are like, if you were in a in a Russian penal colony, wouldn't you want America to do anything they could to get you back home?
0: Yeah, exactly. I I saw. Have we not all seen the last season of Stranger Things? I mean, come on, things <laughs> are crazy over there. Uh, but, I but, doubt no, I, she was saying, you know, yeah, anyway. Um, and I'm just going to float this idea. Um, I know this is maybe a little crazy, but if things don't make sense, right, there are two, there are two things to look at. Either one, people are really stupid or two, there's stuff that you don't know about going on. I feel like, uh, oh, that was, that was one thing. Uh, here's the thing to end on. Um. Ooh, I into. made a statement that people got mad mad at a little bit where I was like, AI is going to take our jobs isn't a thing. The AI isn't taking your job. A person is giving your job to AI, and that's important to keep in mind. Yeah. And there's a thing that people feel like, or there's a thing that people suggest that I, I think we need to stop doing, which is that people think that the decisions made by people in power rich people who are still people are like the weather like there's nothing you can do to change it there's nothing you can do um to alter it that's not true they're not going to set like somebody mentioned oh like like Elon Musk didn't fire 70,000 people i'm like that's true right but not every single ceo and every single company is going to lay off half of their workforce at the same time yeah if we think they're going to do that it's crazy uh unless you know it's a it's a it's a plan to make us all want to get on the spaceships because we can't live on earth anymore you know or whatever
1: there's a there's an there's an onion article saying that uh Elon Musk is depressed because there's not gonna be any there aren't gonna be any employees left at Twitter for him to fire on Christmas Eve.
0: Oh, that's nice. Um, I didn't know the onion was still around. And that's not a slam on the onion. I just I for <laughs> real. I forgot.
1: I follow them on Twitter. That's the only way I see their articles these days. Oh, uh, yeah. Hey Twitter. Twitter!
0: Not on it. Don't know what's up. Um I, I have this hypothesis that maybe maybe there's an intentional purging of a whole bunch of people so that you can kind of build up without having to worry about upsetting the base and that people will come back to it eventually. But I don't know. I don't know. It's, when, you have, when you have a certain amount of money, you can do anything that's stupid and people will say that it's smart until it is smart. You know, if you wait around long enough, you spend enough money, eventually maybe you'll start making money. I don't know how things work, Ben. I just realized that. That
1: sounds like a good a good philosophy to live by. And with that, I think it's time to go. Paul Goody, has been uh, nice talking hey, to you Hey, Ben, today. it's
0: been nice talking to you as well. And, hey, until I talk to you next week, do me a favor, and please keep it real. Ro- oh, wait, next week. Is next week... Yeah, next, next week, week is still...
1: Yeah. Keep is you wrong, not man. Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> Keep it wrong, Paul. Talk, it, to talk to you later. later. All right, bye. bye. Bye drunk. Bye drunk. And we're clear.